All right, hey everyone, Kyle here. Uh, I got Rob, one mob Rob with me on the line. Hey Rob. Hey Kyle, how was your weekend? It was good, man. Um, first week of NFL football, although my Bears didn't, uh, I guess, get the message. Uh, so it was a rough one there, but otherwise it was good. How about you? I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers took the L this weekend, but you know, it's only <laughs> week one. So week one, man. Have still faith. optimistic. Have faith. Uh, I love it, man. Well, we got a really exciting episode today um, for the folks with uh, Brett Grossema from CenturyLink. Um, this guy is just really creative with his videos. I love the discussion that we had. Um, I think one part that really stood out to me is he talks about that deer in the headlights moment, right? Um, I'm sure you had that too, where you first get on camera and you may have gotten on camera before on social media or somewhere else, but you just kind of get into it in this business setting and you just freeze for a sec. And so he really talks about that moment. Um, and I love the kind of approach he has to get over that. Um, and then the other one was uh, around when and when not to use features like lead form and things that may block a viewer from watching your video or looking at your content, but you, you get some extra information like they have a really good discussion about when and why not to use that um, so i'm really looking forward to uh, uh folks hearing that part of this episode um, because i think a lot of folks really question when and why not to use features like that um so i really like how we go into that in this one um what are you looking forward to for this episode man well brett is great we could have talked to brett for like two hours probably i know right we went way over what we wanted to uh go over um you know this podcast so we'll have to have him back on but you know some of the things that stood out to me were when to pick up the phone and call like video is a great medium to sell with but you know when do you actually pick up the phone and call and then also kind of how he stands out amongst his competition and also amongst his peers that he works with so i think he gives some really great tips on both of those and then also just a nugget towards the end. Listen to the whole episode because you'll hear what Disney character Brett has dressed up for for one of his videos. <laughs> that was really funny. I, I love that. I love that. Again, like he's totally creative. And yeah, you're going to have to listen to find out which, uh, which character he, uh, he impersonates for one of his videos. Um, I think it was a great use case as well. Um, so cool. Well, if anyone, if you guys ever want to be uh, folks listening, if you ever want to, you know, be a guest on our podcast, you have any feedback for us, you will have a topic in mind that you want us to cover and try to find somebody who can, you know, speak to it. Just send us an email at VSP at onemob.com. That's video selling podcast VSP at onemob.com. All right, let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining today. Uh, I have a really special guest on uh, with myself. I'm Kyle, and we have uh, One Mob Rob. One Mob hey. Rob, want to say hi real quick? Yeah, there he is. Um, we have a really exciting guest and, and some really exciting topics to talk about today. Um, so let's jump in. I got uh, with us today Brett Grossema from CenturyLink. Brett, you want to just kind of start us off, tell us a little bit about you know um, uh, yourself and where you work and what you do. Sure. Yeah, no problem. And thanks for uh, having me on. 
Um, so yeah, I work for a company called CenturyLink and I'm an account manager. And really what my job is, is to grow the current account base that I have um, in my bucket and then also do some hunting. So looking for new logos and obviously different ways um, of attacking the accounts. And for CenturyLink, I think historically people know us as a network company and that is a big part um, of our conversation, but really we like to talk to our, tell our customers that we're a technologies-based organization and helping companies with their digital business strategy and become more data-driven. And I think one of the key areas that we're finding with our customers is in order to do that, you need to be strong in a few different areas. You have to have an adaptive network, you have to have IT agility and connected security. And so for us, how we position is we talk about these three areas. We talk about where our customers are um, in their path to become data-driven. And for us, we feel like we're uniquely positioned because of our uh, global backbone, and which helps us actually uh, detain, uh, detect a lot of um, security breaches out there. So it's been a it's been a big uh, it's been a big win as we continue to expand the conversation um, with our customers outside of just network. That's awesome, man. And uh, how long have you been with CenturyLink, Brett? It was just over a year now, actually. I think I started last July, so I had my. Uh, Big one-year oh, anniversary. Pretty one anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah. One year. Hey, thanks. <laughs> big, big milestone now it is. Um, so that's awesome. Um, and, and you started there as an account manager as well. That's been your role. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and what type of accounts do, would you say you kind of manage, just generally for the crowd, just to learn a little bit more about your experience? Is it, you know, um, uh, kind of growth accounts, uh, more renewals? Like, what, what's your kind of yeah, you know, it's, bucket it's, of accounts? It's a hodgepodge. It, yeah, no, I mean, I'm incentive. My incentive is to always go after net new business and whether that means with the current account base or whether that mean new logos. So it's a little bit of a hodgepodge. Like I have some accounts that are um, billing on a monthly basis. And again, my job is to grow and talk to them. Like maybe historically, for example, they're a network company and they have circuits in place at different locations. So now like and for CenturyLink, we're really taking that next step and helping them in terms of security, in terms of their hybrid cloud strategy. Um, and then for our net new logos, um, which is where, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit, but with, with, with OneMob, that's, that's what I've been using to kind of get in the door and to really start that conversation um, around why we can help them. So um, it's a little bit of a hodgepodge, but it's good. I think it's a, I like it because it's a healthy balance um, and I get to do a little bit of both, which is great. Yeah, that's always fun, I think, just to be able to, you know, spend a little bit of time prospecting and, you know, finding some new logos and, and you know, that's fun, I think, in doses. <laughs> um, and Yeah, I know, for sure. Switching gears and getting to, you know, grow accounts and build on those relationships, I think, is a whole nother uh, part of it. So um, really cool to hear you have kind of both sides of that uh, experience there. Um, so uh, for the crowd, tell us, you know, when, when did you start using OneMob? Um, and, you know, the next part, I just want you to be really honest. Like, what was your first impression, not just of one mob, but when you thought about, you know, using video uh, in, in, in the sure. sales process? Like, what was that initial yeah. impression and thought going through your mind? Sure, sure. Yeah, I've been using one mob now, gosh, for I think a couple of years, I want to say. It was before I, I worked at um, a company called West Corporation before, and that's when I started using one mob. And Truthfully, in terms of video, I mean, I was actually using video before OneMob. Um, I worked at a company called ClearSlide, which you guys know. Um, and uh, that's actually where I started the whole video experience. And I have to say, at first, I was pretty um, 
you know, you get in front of that camera. It's uh, and I remember we had to do it with like a C- CEO. I was just like kind of in deer in the headlights. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't scared of getting in front of a camera. Like that was never been me. I'm I've always been a pretty uh, bold guy, and I'll do some you know uncomfortable things and whatever. But you know, just standing in front of a camera, it definitely was something new and deer in the headlights. So um, it definitely took some time. Um, to get used to, I, I, I think I remember, and even now, you know, I create videos and, you know, you're in front of it and it doesn't go exactly the way you'd like. So you have to record like five different times and it's, uh, it can get super frustrating to be honest. Um, but I am a, I am a big fan of that. So that, but that was my, to answer your question, that was kind of my start. And I think in terms of going back to one mob and, and first impressions, you know, just being around multiple video tools and having experience, because I've always believed in it ever since the idea came out like back in like 2013, um, I really thought OneMob um, was really easy to use. I also found that like things like the landing page really helped differentiate um, myself and really the other video platforms that I looked at out there. So um, it was, you know, OneMob for me was a big, I guess, a breath of fresh air con- comparing it to what I had seen before uh, for other video tools. That's awesome to hear and appreciate that. Um, and, you know, I usually save this question, I think, for the end, but you kind of mentioned uh, that deer in the headlights type of a feeling uh, when you first yeah. got on camera, right? And usually what we ask folks, but, you know, how do they get over that fear? But since we're, you know, you, you mentioned it, I'll ask you now, like, how did you get over that fear? Has it gone away even? Or how do you, you know, still? Oh, yeah, I have no fear anymore. I'll, I'll do ridiculous things. <laughs> I have no fear anymore. I think um, in terms of how you get over it, it's just like anything else. It's practice. You just, I think for, for sales, it's about, and, and really about growing, I would say, as people, it's about making yourself feel uncomfortable. And so for me, like, I want to be a great sales rep. Like, I, I want to make a lot of money. And I think that requires you to be uncomfortable to continue to adapt to um, new technologies, you know, like video and, and like OneMob. And so for me, I'm a very, like, uh, it's like if you tell me something and it's the right thing to do and, like, it works. And I know, like, that's, that's something that's proven. And with video, I guess it wasn't proven, but I knew it was something really different. And I really believed in it. And so I just kind of made a switch in my mind that, like, hey, like, if you want to stand out, if you want to be different and you want to, um, be better than some of the other folks out there. You need to do this. And so I just kept practicing. I, you know, you get, you keep failing and failing and it's not, I don't even look at a video as failing. It's just like, you know, you get up there and you just, you do your best and you try to remain confident. And I think as, um, you know, Nihat, I've been doing it now for some, a few years and I, I feel super confident now, but I think in terms of getting over your fear, you just have to really push yourself and, and remind yourself of why you're doing it. And then you keep practicing and you'll be great. So it just takes some time. Yeah, no, to- totally agree. And I think um, it's kind of the same thing, I guess, with anything new that we try, right? Like, I know when I first That's right. you know, started doing, like, social selling even, or, oh, my God, what are people going to think when I reach out on LinkedIn? Or, is this, <laughs> yeah. you, know, like, you know, it's just it's new, and, it, and it's scary at first. And as you do it more, and it becomes, you know, repetitious like that, um, you know, it starts to feel more like second nature, um, essentially. Um, so yeah, that's some great insight. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so let's jump into maybe our topic today that that we kind of talked about, you know, uh, uh, that you wanted to give some insight on, um, which is kind of the visibility that, you know, video and, and one mob gives you into that sales cycle. Um, and then how it also allows you to kind of differentiate from that competition. Um, I'll maybe Mm -hmm. Rob, Rob, are you still here? Do you want to maybe 
uh, I'll let you jump in and maybe ask this question. I've been asking all of them, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I I'm just listening. <laughs> I tend to hog the question. So, so again, Brett, you know, thanks. Thanks for joining. You, you've been such a good advocate for one mob and, and you know, you make some really great videos and, and content and we're just really impressed by some of the things we've seen from you. So that's obviously kind of what, what uh, brought us to invite you to join us on the podcast, but, you know, getting into kind of like the sales cycle, um, you know, what does, does the visibility to that sales cycle mean to you and what kind of things are you looking for uh, exactly as it relates to the sales cycle? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I mean, it first starts like I'm, you know, I'm an avid prospector. Like I've, I've, I've really always enjoyed the hunt, like, you know, got back to my SDR days and like I manage SDR teams. And so I've always had a strong um, passion for the front of the funnel. And so, you know, coming up with ways to be able to get yourself in the door and, you know, some folks will argue that's, that's the hardest part of the sale process is how do you get in front of somebody that you've never talked to before who you have no relationship with. And so, in terms of visibility, that's, that's key, right? Because, you know, when you're prospecting and you're sending emails, you're doing all these different things to try to get someone's attention. Um, it takes a lot of time. And when you don't know who to follow up with, that can really extend that part of the sales cycle in terms of actually getting that first meeting. And so for me, I think one mob kind of gave me two things. It was one, um, you know, when you think about cold calling, when you think about your outreach, it's like, how can you separate yourself? And, you know, there's all these different methodologies. Everybody has it. You know, there's, there's all these different things you can do. There's the emails with the F format. There's all these like, you know, according to sites, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But, you know, for me, I just, I believe like video is something that is truly different. Like when you open up an email and you see somebody's face right there, I believe that you were more inclined to click on something than to actually open up an email and read what's in the body of a paragraph. That's just me. That's, that's personally what I believe. And so I use that not only like as a way to, you know, get across the message. So like, you know, what, how can I, how can I get them to want to learn more about what I'm pitching? But then also from a visibility standpoint, you know, when they click on the video link and they dive into some of those collateral, some of those pieces of collateral that's on the landing page, like that lets me know that you're for real and that you are interested in. And so now my follow-up approach is different because I know who to target and I know who to go after to, for the first meetings. Um, so that's it for, for prospecting. I have other, um, I don't know if you want me to get into, you know, post uh, first yeah. meeting or follow-ups, but yeah. I am kind of curious, like where else in the sales cycle do you really find video effective? Because I think that's one of the things that we talk about a lot. Like, yes, prospecting, you know, putting a face with the name and kind of humanizing, you know, that email yeah. message works really well. But like, where else do you find it effective? Yeah, I mean, uh, multiple, I, I would say multiple areas of the sales cycle. Um, definitely one of the biggest is after, you know, that first meeting, right? So, you have that meeting. And again, you know, these folks, I know I'm meeting with IT professionals, right? And they, they meet with everyone, especially in the Bay Area, right? Everybody, you know, they get so many emails. And again, the base of my accounts are all, all in the Bay Area for the, for the most part. And so when you meet with them and you go in person, it's like, how can you help like make that better impression? So we had a good meeting and then, you know, you send your follow-up email. Well, instead of sending an email, like itemizing out everything, I like to send like a thank you note. Like, hey, like, thank you for meeting with me. I appreciate you taking time. I talk at a high level about what we went over. And then the key, and hopefully, you know, in the meeting you found some pain or you found some value add that, um, you know, your company can bring to the table, um, you, you put some pieces of collateral in there. And then when you send that follow-up, like if you don't get a response, in fact, I can be honest, I, I met with a customer 
Um, last week, I thought the meeting went decent. I think it went like awesome, but I thought it went pretty well. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to send this guy a video and I'm going to put some collateral on what we talked about. I sent that to him last Thursday and he has not looked at it yet. So it's been a week and a day and I'm just like, well, you know what? Maybe it didn't go as well as I thought, right? I'm just keeping it real. Also, it's like maybe it didn't go. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's one of those things. It's both, right? So you get to see like how truly interested are they in taking it to the next um, phase for you or in this particular case, you know, maybe I need to think about how I presented the material to him when I met him in person or something isn't ringing. Again, there's all these, you know, there, there could be obviously there's all these different factors. But when you think of, again about like following up and making sure you're staying in line with the sales process, like one mod really does give you that visibility because, you know, if they're going to click on something, you know, they're at least interested in it. And then the next step is like, what are they actually looking at so that you could follow up appropriately. And, you know, for CenturyLink, we have so many different offerings that we can bring to the table. And so it's really important to be able to hone down on that. And then from a, even taking it further, and I've had, I have had success with this, I can't name the client, but, um, you know, I was at the final stages of the sales cycle and I've had a contract and pricing on the table for a while. And I, I was under the impression they were going to close like at a certain month and I didn't get any visibility. And I was like, Oh man, like I, I really thought this was happening with that said towards the end of that month that I thought it was going to close. I started getting all of these alerts that they were looking at the contract. It was getting forwarded on to other people. And I was like, Oh, I know this is for real. So like I could, that would help me adjust my forecast. Right. Because you know um, the business on a monthly basis always wants me to be able to, uh, look at what I have and commit something. So that gave me more confidence that they would sign. And they ended up signing like five days later. Like it was just like, wow. And I kept forwarding the alerts to my manager. I'm like, hey, they're looking at it, they're looking at it, they're looking at it, um, which was really exciting, obviously. And then they eventually signed. So um, definitely multiple areas where it can help. Um, but those would be like the the three I can think of in terms of uh, just ways to use it. I, I had a quick, um, you mentioned, uh, I think, two things I wanted to touch on. One was uh, the forwarding, right, that it was getting forwarded around. Uh, do you use the lead form feature in OneMob? I have. Um, at, to be honest, most of the time I don't um, because I feel like I know who the key players are. However, um, if it's potentially earlier on, like at, at that point in the process, I didn't need to know um, who he had forwarded to. Like I knew who was I knew who was involved like early on and I knew who they were forwarding it to. But, you know, if you have other, if you're earlier on in the sales cycle and you send something over and, you know, maybe they have other folks that they want to talk to or share with it, I think it's super valuable. Um, it is, you have to be careful, not, not be careful. You just have to be, you know, mindful. It, it is, at the end of the day, it is about the customer experience, right? And so I don't want to have right. to make a, um, my customer fill in any more information um, with that said, you know, at the same time, it's like it's giving gets. So if you truly want to see it and you're truly interested in it, then there should be nothing to hide. Like, that's just how I feel. So um, it's a hit and miss. It's a hit and miss for sure. And I, I definitely choose my um, um, I, I choose I guess I choose when I do it wisely. And I but I do not do it every time. I would say the majority of the time I do not do it, um, actually. Yeah, no, I love that insight. And like, I, <laughs> I love hearing um, how folks use that feature, because I think it's, it's like a seesaw right between how easy do you want to make it for somebody to view your content and then how much information yeah. do you want um you know out of out of these alerts and, and the data that you know the platform is tracking um and and flipping on that switch like sometimes people might just come there and not enter their email and leave you know so right. you're playing a little bit of a gamble right um and yeah i think it just depends on where your relationship is with the client and how comfortable you feel with them right so yeah, yeah it's a yeah. big part of it 
I, I'm all in uh, on getting that email uh, address and having fire <laughs> email to view. Uh, because I, I feel like, you know, if they can't spend the, what's it take like five seconds to put your email in, uh, yeah. I feel like if they can't put that in, they're not interested in what I'm selling anyway, <laughs> but I you know, think that's totally fair. I, I get that argument. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. So, yeah. And I think that's interesting that, yeah, uh, you kind of nailed it too, like the, and, and kind of to carry on what Rob said, like at the beginning of the sales cycle, right. Great for like prospecting. Yeah. Um, you know, if you do kind of want to know who other, who the other buyers are, right now, we know there's generally more than one on that buying committee when you're trying to make a sale mm -hmm. as well. So like, who are the other players? Um, mm -hmm. I, I always come in at like, I'll turn it on if I'm going to follow up on the information, right? right? Like if I'm actually going to do something with it, otherwise I feel like it's kind of a vanity metric in that sense. Um, yep. and, you know, it's, it's great to have, but if it's going to cause you to get less views, then, um, yeah, maybe it's yeah. and sometimes case by case. Yeah, too. And I've even I've even dabbled in like, you know, maybe I don't have it on at first and then I get some That's activity right. and I'm like, oh, you know what? I maybe I'm gonna turn it on now. I'm getting yeah. some hits, like yeah. I'm gonna turn it on now. So yeah, it's yeah. um I love that. Yeah, there's that, no I would agree, like there's no hack. right or wrong way, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely a hack that we recommend because you know you can <laughs> yeah. and, and send that initial email. And then once you see that, you know, who you were trying to send it to uh, has, has, you know, viewed your content, then you stick that on. And then if they forward that out to like another team or just someone else, then you're going to capture that other email. And then the other place where I think it's just like required is if you make a link and you post to social media. Yeah. Because then you're mm, going to make yeah. sure that you're, you're seeing everyone that's viewing your video and, and your content. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. I agree. I agree. Okay. Great discussion at Leadform, guys. Um, <laughs> that require email to do. <laughs> um, okay. Second one I had for you uh, before we move on, though, Brett, was um, this data, you know, these alerts that you're getting, like, are you acting on them in real time? So, for instance, if you see somebody, mm. view, are you picking up the phone and calling? Are you sending a follow-up email? Do you wait? I'm sure it's different based on the use case, but what's your kind of general take on how you then use the data that you're getting yeah that, that's a great question i do think that there is um there's some science and, and, and frankly i'm still kind of coming up with the best um way to do that i would say for my overall um, outlook on it is for prospecting if i get a hit i'm calling right away like i may be like depending you know usually my, my videos are around a minute if they click on that video and they're in the process of viewing it I'm, I'm also a big like stat guy, like statistical. So like, I know that I had, when I'm prospecting, I have the best chance of getting somebody to pick up the phone at the 28 and the 58s. That's just because it's right before their meetings. Right. And so obviously the goal of those calls is to set up a meeting. So depending on when he opens up the video, right? So like, obviously if it's 6.30 at night and he's, he's watching my video, you know, I'm not gonna call right. and leave a voicemail, right? Up, right? Yeah. But, if, but if, it's at, if it's at 4.25 and he's watching my <laughs> video, I actually think that's, that's great opening, because right? then I'm like, okay, yeah. totally. Well, he looks at it and, and then I, maybe at that point I call like two minutes later and I, and I catch him, right? Um, for others, like non-prospecting, I may want to be careful, right? Because like, let's just say we had a really good discussion and he's like, I want to read over um, what, you're, what you have. And then maybe we have like already another meeting on the calendar. So I'll be a little bit more, I'll call it a gentle, uh, not as aggressive. Um, <laughs> yeah when it comes to those, just because I, I feel like if I have that ongoing dialogue, I, you know, I want there to be some trust, but at the same time, you know, if I haven't heard back 
you know, in that situation, like by the next day, or I don't have my next follow-up, like it's not planned on the calendar, then I for sure would call, would call or email the next day and be like, Hey, like, um, if you had the opportunity to look at the video, even though I know you have, um, or what, what can I help answer questions and, and that type of thing. So, um, definitely still trying to iron out like best, um, best ways to do that. So you know, I don't know what you guys have seen, but uh, that's, that's what I've done so far. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, honestly. I think when it's in that prospecting, like if, if it would have been a cold call anyways, um, if I call at a random time, like I'll call the instant I get that alert. Um, like yeah. that's to me my best chance at, you know, getting that, that uh, getting a warm conversation out of it. And I think that's, that's the, that's almost every time I've done this, it's always been actually a really decently warm conversation. Um, yeah. And, and you know, yeah. Well, some, and I've talked to some reps, they're like, Oh, like, don't you kind of feel like this is like big brother and like you're calling them and you know, they know it. I'm just like, I don't care. Like I'm in sales. Like they know I'm in sales. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Right. Um, have you I, had anyone say like, call you out and say like, uh, well, yeah, know. definitely. Oh, in my time for what's sure. Response? Yes, for sure. Yeah, they, what's your response? What's my response? I, I say, well, I knew I wanted to get a hold of you and I know you're an extremely busy guy. So I wanted to make sure I called when you were thinking about me. So, and, awesome. and if they, if they find that like off or they find that, you know, like they, they don't like that, like that's just, that's just my approach. And I'm, I'm a very like transparent, like keeping it real guy. And so if they don't appreciate that, then of course, I mean, my goal always, when I call them, I always make sure that they have time, right? If they don't, I try to set up a meeting. I think that's one thing that I always, when I'm talking with like sales folks about this, it's like, you know, when you call someone, it doesn't matter if it's after a video, what have you and you're just calling them out of the blue, you can't just start pitching your product and be like, oh, you know, right. let's talk about this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you got to make sure they are ready to talk with you at a certain time. And so, you know, when you're calling after a video and you're the prospecting, like, yes, maybe they are a little bit thrown back that like, oh, like, wow, you were just, you know, watching my video. Like, that seems a little stalkery or what have you. I'd be like, well, sir, like, the, the reality is that I know you're a busy guy and you're thinking about it now. So if this isn't a good time, that's okay. Um, but I want you to know that I would love to get some time on the calendar with you. So when would be a good time tomorrow type of situation, right? So I just keep it real. I don't, I don't be like, oh, like, uh, I didn't know that. Like, oh, I didn't know you were watching my video. <laughs> think, no, that's just not, that's just not me. Exactly, I'm just more like, of like a straightforward, I keep it real and just, you know, let, let the cards fall where they'd be. So I think the best thing you can do in that scenario is just be honest, right? Just own it. And, yeah. and in general, uh, in sales, uh, you know, be honest, people. But, um, you know, don't try to hide it. Yeah, don't try to uh, act like you didn't see the alert, right? Um, like, it's, you know, it, it just be upfront about it. And I think your approach is, is perfect. It's the one I use and recommend, too, is just, hey, I know you're busy. Um, you know, I, I thought you might have a minute right now. Is this a good time? Uh, you know, something to that effect. And they're already watching your video. So they're already technically giving exactly. you time, Right? So... Um, exactly. I, I, I love that. I love that about these, uh, these kind of follow-ups. And, and like you said, you got to use it when you think it's appropriate, right? If you just had a meeting right. with somebody and you're sending a follow-up right. and they watch your video, like don't call, right? You just, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's I would, yeah. You may want to yeah. be a little patient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I can be impatient at times too, but yeah, you definitely want to be, you want to pick your battles for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Cool. Well, is there is there any other data, let's say that, you know, you're not getting right now that uh, you thought like, hey, this would actually be cool to be able to also see, you know, give me visibility into the sales process. That might be a little bit harder one, but is there anything that you're yeah, not getting right you know, 
and it doesn't it's, have to be um, related. I'm talking about literally anything on that. No, in general, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, some of the stuff is just you know, at the end of the day, it's it's old school, right? Like you know, all these tools, they're super helpful, and and don't get me wrong, I I definitely think that they're valuable in helping you shorten your overall sales cycle, but. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to have honest conversations um, with people around, you know, where you are and how you're being evaluated and what they think of you. And that, that to me, you know, you can use some of these tools. Like I do think video helps really personalize it and helps you differentiate. But, you know, when you, you sit down with these people, you got to kind of just have a, a frank conversation and don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. So, you know, the visibility, like there's always, always things that would be nice and what have you. But I, I mean, I can't think of one like specific thing. I mean, there's, you know, there's all these tools, right? You can see when people open your emails, which, you know, I don't think is that valuable at times because a lot of people just open emails to delete them. So it's like, you know, you have that. So like, I, you know, in terms of visibility, yeah, we, I would love to know when people are, you know, sit down in their chair and they're right in front of their phone. That would be good to know. Uh-huh. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think we have that. I don't know if we, like, if there was like an alert where they sit in the chair and like, I get like this uh, bat phone that rings to me or something and I can call it. I don't know. Uh, something like that. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> cool. So Brett, you, you work in tech, which is, you know, super complicated. Um, I, I'm really curious, kind of what kind of content do you send out? Like we know you use video and you use it really well to kind of get your foot in the door and get your customer's attention, but you do a great job in building pages too of content. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like in, in that tech industry, what works best as far as like getting clicks and responses from your customers? Are you putting out like, yeah. you know, different white papers? Are you putting out like mm-hmm. industry papers that you find that maybe aren't, made by your organization? Are you putting out other videos and like, you know, uh, testimonies? Mm -hmm. No, great. That's a, that's a really great question. And frankly, again, I'll be honest. Like I I feel like I can improve in this area. Like I, I do think my pages are are pretty good, but overall, like whether it be um, from a conversational piece or also just from like a, a tool, like one mob, I'm a big trends guy. Like I'm a big sharing trends. Um, I really, like to do that. So sometimes I'll post articles, like, for example, um, you know, we're connected security, like what I talked about earlier is a big part of the CenturyLink conversation. And frankly, not a lot of our customers know that we can help. Um, And so, you know, instead, I don't, I don't necessarily just post collateral around like why CenturyLink, but, you know, for example, there was the big, um, you know, Capital One breach that just happened. And there was all these different things that happened from like a monetary standpoint. And so, to get the conversation going sometimes, you know, I'll reference like an article. I'll be like, hey, did you see what happened here with Capital One? Nothing to do with CenturyLink. Like, did you see what happened with this Capital One breach? You know, more and more, you know, com- com- companies are having to be proactive, having to put proactive measures in place, you know, to be able to um, make sure this doesn't happen to them. Like, where are you at? And, you know, how can we help you with that, right? So I'm a big articles guy. I- I'm a video, this is funny, but like, I'm also like a video on top of video. So we CenturyLink does have some collateral where, it can walk you through. So like, let's just say we, I have a conversation with a customer and they're like, Oh, like what's this, um, you know, adaptive threat intelligence or what's this, um, other thing about, we do have some videos that actually help paint the picture. So like when I'm making a video and when I'm pointing down, like below, like directly below me is another video. And I'll say like a minute and a half video that talks about our tool. It gives you more um, insight into the portal. 
Um, so I've used that. Um, and then it's a combination of like white papers and, um, I'm not a big PowerPoint guy. I don't like to, unless they ask me like, Hey, can you include this presentation? Then I'll put it in there. But I'm usually just like everything else in sales, like to try to be as concise as possible and, and really give them what they're, they're looking for. So, um, yeah, that, that would be my answer to that question. No, that's awesome, man. And I think like, like you said, just uh, picking content, I think that's just relevant, like not forcing yeah. necessarily like having to do just video all the time or, you know, right. whatever the case is, like whatever you think your audience wants, like there's so much content out there, right? Like, yeah, content is a lot. Yes, that's true. But that just means everyone's creating it. And um, which is great. There's a ton of information out there, but I think now more so like our job on this side of it is to curate that content for our customers um, because there's so much out there for them. Like it's not necessarily efficient or, or you know, e even realistic that they'll go through all the content out there to find a few. No way. Yeah. Like really exactly. Right. So we've almost turned mm -hmm. into like content curators as well. You know, I think folks should create content and, you know, things like that, but not everyone necessarily has to create content. Like if you're a sales professional sure. out there, like you don't have to go start your own blog, right? You can. Mm -hmm. yep. and it's great. And it's great for personal branding and to get your ideas out there. But if you don't want to, that's fine. There's a ton of content out there. Like just find what's relevant for your customers and use what's out there. There's a ton of stuff out there. So. Um, I, yeah, I really, no, that's, yeah. And I no, like that's the a great, idea. That's a great point. Uh, and I like what you do, Brett, because, you know, you bring in like those outside industry papers and it's not all, you know, your organization's uh, content. Yes. And I think that turns you into, you know, you go from salesperson to like that trusted advisor that you want to be for yeah. that person, which I think is a game changer. Right. No. Yeah. And I, I think what I've learned, like just in my years of sales is, uh, you know, I've, I've seen the whole product pitches and I've seen, you know, the story where you start out with what your company is and, and how they got there. And I just don't think they care. I just don't think that they care. And so like, you know, again, when, when I'm talking to, like, if I have an introductory conversation around CenturyLink, I truly start um, with telling them what we're hearing in the marketplace. And again, it's all around being data driven, right? So I don't say anything about CenturyLink until like, the, after like the first five minutes and really just yeah. the conversation stems from um, what we're seeing, like how are companies becoming more data driven? How are they creating better, better interactions with their customers? Right. And what is the um, strategy that, you know, they they have in order to get there. And then like, I talk about CenturyLink like way later in terms of how we can help them, you know, create their plan. Right. And so I just found that that's a, it's a better way to start. And it's the more like stats you have around, um, you know, what you're wanting to talk with them about the better, right? Because I think that's like real data, like everybody's be kind of trying to become data driven, right? As, as organizations. And so when you start talking with them about that and what our what your other um, customers are, are doing, I think it really, um, it really hits home. And it really, I think for me, I, I always try to make sure I come across as credible. And I think um, sharing insights is, is uh, one of the best ways to um, ensure your credibility as a sales rep. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. And I think just to add to that um, uh, and to touch on what you said is, you know, having that to be able to be rounded out, like you have to also look at content outside of your organization, right? Yeah. Uh, to really get a, 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 a 
the full picture of what's going on and then be able to have that conversation with that customer that you want to, you know, help them. But if you're not really necessarily aware of everything that's going on or even the options that they have, your competition, et cetera, just what's going on um, uh, uh, in the topic you're talking about, um, I don't think you can have that conversation effectively either. So I think that's also why I do yep. to not only be aware of the content your company puts out, but others in the industry, third parties, et cetera, like, the customers are looking at that as well. So um, I think that mm -hmm. helps. Agreed. Cool. So uh, let's, let's switch gears here. Um, you know, again, with the tech industry that you're in very competitive, right? So, you know, what does that mean to you and, and how do you kind of differentiate yourself from your competition? What advice can you give? You know, do you use video Do you use one mob to help you with that? No, what a great lead into one mob. <laughs> no, um, uh, no. I, I mean, I think the Bay Area. You can argue it's the most competitive, like in the U.S. Right? There's all these new startups coming up. Everybody has their own tools. Everybody's got the new hot idea. Right? So, how I look at where I am is it's extremely competitive. And so, what can I do? And, and at the end of the day, it's like you know we compete with the AT T's, the Verizons of the world. There are some other one-off competitors that we have. Um, as well. And so at the end of the day, we, we all do, we can sell something that's very similar. Again, it's not to say that we don't have advantages, like each company has their own advantages in certain areas. But to me, like how I think about how I'm going to win, I have to be able to build that relationship. And I think in order to get to that point, you have to separate. And I just don't think when I think about video in general, I just don't, I, I don't see it. Like I don't see people sending videos. Like, I, I feel like I'm one of the few that's been doing it and it's going to, you know, CenturyLink is, is kind of taking a hold of that. And I think more and more people are starting to do it. But you know, when you, when I've taught, when I've asked like other executives and like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty honest with them. Like when I, if I go and I meet with somebody in person who's watched a video, I ask them their honest feedback. And um, most of them, if not all have said, actually, I can't think of one person when I've asked them, Hey, like, what did you think of the video or have you ever gotten a video before? Their answer is no. Like they, they, they said that they've never gotten videos. And I've asked a lot of people now, some people, this is what's funny. Some people like the, the video kind of throws them off a little bit and they're a little bit like, whoa, like this is, this is a little bit different. Like, I'm not sure what to think about that. But to me, I don't care. I don't even care if you hate it because now, I, even though you didn't like it, you're still thinking about it. Like, I'm not just some other guy that you don't know about. Like, you're like, oh, that's that Brett guy that sends all these videos. And frankly, that's all I care about. I, I don't care. Like, I don't even care if you agree with like the message, the overall idea, but I have, def I have differentiated myself in terms of the other reps that are out there. And, and in this marketplace, like in terms of what we're selling, I just, I just feel like you have to be able to do that. I think it's extremely hard without it. So um, video is a, is a huge part of how I um, try to differentiate from my competition. And I think it's, it's when I've asked other, you know, when I meet with different leaders, they, they, they haven't seen anything like that. So that's, that's telling me that I am doing something that not everybody else is doing. Um, which has been, I think, uh, I think it's great. I think it's great for me. And I think, um, you know, obviously, hopefully, you know, long-term this, this type of thing, I believe personally, it's only going to grow. I think more and more people will start to um, watch videos. I think the way that we consume information is going to turn video based. So I like to think I'm just getting on the bandwagon, maybe a little bit early, like earlier than most folks um, yeah. because I believe in it. So, yeah, you, you totally yeah. are. So I think the number is less than 10% of sales teams use video. So you're like, wow, way ahead of the curve. Yeah. And it yeah. blows my mind yeah. that that number is so low. 
because like, as you've seen, it just works. It gets you in the door. And even if you don't make that sale um, on that first message, they save your email. They know you, they remember you. You're actually a person to them. Like you said at the beginning, like you are a person compared to someone else who's emailed me and you know, it's just another email. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good and, point. And I think, um, go, oh, ahead. go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Brent. And then I'll continue. No, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think, um, you know, why it's probably less than 10% is I think we all salespeople and I'm, I'm, I'm like this as well. I'm a very like structured person. Like I come into my day, I have my task list. I know how to go about my day. And this is something that really is true. That is really different. And you have to set aside time just like anything else, right? Like you set aside time to make prospecting calls. You set aside time to have follow-up meetings to, for video. You do, you have to set aside time to do it. And so I think sales reps are, I think one hesitant to do it because we talked about it, just like that whole fear of getting in front of a camera and what have you, but they also have to be diligent about like penciling time in and getting comfortable. So it's just one of those things that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not like any other tool because it is your face, right? It's like you. So I think it may be totally, it's a slower adoption, but um, definitely a big, a big believer in it. And, and when you talked about like, you know, sticking out in someone's mind, um, I, the first thing I thought was, you know, this might not be the right time for them to buy, but in the future yeah. when they do potentially want to buy, that thought will come back, right? And they'll say, you know what, that was like, oh, sent all those videos kept talking about security. Like, this is a big concern for me now. And, and then they'll go look for your email, hopefully, right? Um, it, it, yeah, exactly. Because you just kind of planted that seed and it stayed over anybody else who's just sending, you know, kind of similar text emails and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm still surprised exactly. the lack of videos I get in my inbox, especially from sales yeah. folks who do seem like they did some research and personalized, but then still didn't do a video. And they're selling to a video company. <laughs> and you know what's funny? You, you know what's funny? And that's a, that's a great point. You know what's funny? Like I've also found like I, I wouldn't say I'm a great email writer. I really wouldn't. And so now Likewise, what's yeah. ironic about video is that I feel like I can create a video in like half the time I can write a good email. It's really like, I just feel like I can get up there and like now again, cause I've been doing it so long and I've practiced so much. Like I feel like I can do it in one or two takes, but to be able to articulate something and like to show my tone behind it, I, you can't always do that in an email. And again, it, it's not taking away from email. I definitely think email still has its place and that a lot of people are still going off of email and they, they like to communicate that way. And there, there is a place for it. I just think for me, like when I think about myself and, and, and messaging, I feel like it's easier for me to create a video than it is to write, you know, an F format email, like F as in Frank, you know, the little format. So yep. um, it's just, we all have our things and um, it's just, I've, I've become a little bit more efficient with that. So that's just, but that was just for me. So. Yeah. And I agree. And I think like you're still sending these videos by email, right? So to your yeah. point about video being still the common way, you know, that we communicate, especially in kind of the business world, um, I, I totally agree. You can guess for the most part, most people's email addresses, right? We can, we can totally. you know, definitely guess those now um, and see if they're right. Yeah. There's ways to check them and all kinds of things now, uh, but you can't guess someone's phone number, right? Um, no, it's or, right. Right. Or, or, you know, do things in, in private networks. I've tried. So, I've tried. tried. Yeah. I've tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, believe me, I've, uh, I've tried my fair share of uh, phone number uh, <laughs> hacking and uh, doing, I mean, I've done everything you can think of. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a lot harder than to figure out an email. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've done it all. Yeah, I've done it all. So. Uh, 
Okay, so uh, Brett, do you like? I want to ask you: Do you have a like story, or you know, uh, just uh, the first maybe person that comes in your mind who reacted kind of in uh, uh, in the most kind of not necessarily surprising, but maybe the most excited way about your video? <laughs> wanna, yeah, yeah. I want to know that story, um, and maybe just a little bit about what you might have said in that video, or like. You know what was that video that got that reaction out of somebody? Like, what was kind of that yeah, great question. reaction? No, great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a couple stories actually. I think um, one of the first was like two years ago. One of the ones that like was super fulfilling is I and and truth be told, I actually don't even know if I remember what I said in the video. I, I wish I did. Like, I think it was just something around partnering with them, and it was probably something relatively generic. But it was like eight thirty at night. And this person was actually in, um, he was in Chicago. Uh, so he was a couple hours ahead. So the guy was watching it like at 1030. Um, he watches it. And I'm like, oh, like I'm getting a hit. And I remember telling, um, I remember telling my wife, Sheila, I was like, hey, like somebody's looking at my video right now. And she's like, oh, awesome. So like, I didn't, I was like, okay, I'll call him tomorrow. Right. Because again, I'm not going to call him at 1030. Um, so yeah. <laughs> email. Um, and so he responds like within five minutes and he literally puts, I'll never forget, he put, the video won me over set up a meeting with my admin and he like cc'd the admin and i just thought that was like i was like i just felt like so like fulfilled i was just like see it works like i just really believed it like i got the visibility and then i got a good response you know some now sometimes you don't always get a good response right they're not always like hey i'll take a meeting with you but you still got the right. visibility this was everything right and so i eventually closed a pretty good size deal um, with uh, this company and it all started from this. Like I wouldn't, I got in the door with like the CIO of this company and it started because of that. So like that was a really like first good memory I can think of like using video and then just being like, dang, like this is awesome. Like it, it does work and it, and it does, this guy is literally taking the meeting because of this video. Like, and he said like, I don't care about, like I remember we got on the phone, he goes, I honestly, I didn't even care about what you said. I go, he goes, I just thought the video was so different and cool. And that's why I took the meeting. So he didn't even care what was in it, right? <laughs> so literally um, an example of just the video doing it. You could have said anything. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. And then I have a, um, a most recent <laughs> one, I guess this is um, at Central. This is actually a funny story. Um, so it was last Halloween. I had just been started at um, CenturyLink and I was just trying to like get one mob in the door. I had used it, but I was like, okay, I got to start using it. This is back. I didn't have any green screen. I didn't have anything, but it was Halloween. And so uh, I dressed up like Aladdin um, actually for Halloween and we had a big office party. And so I was like, you know what? Like there's this, this company and I was like, you know what? I had been going after him for you know a couple of weeks and wasn't really getting any hits. So I was like, you know, I'm going to make him a video. And I was Aladdin. So I literally made a video and it was not, and you know, somebody was holding it. So it was kind of shaky. It just wasn't the best video. And I had like, I just went and found a corner with like a CenturyLink background. Again, I would not say like from a visual perspective, it was the greatest video, but I literally said in the video, and this is like super corny, but whatever. I was like, you know, like happy. I was like, happy Halloween. You know, I said his name and I was like, you know, obviously you can see I'm Aladdin for Halloween. And you know, one of my three wishes is for you to take a meeting with me uh, to learn a little bit more about what, a little bit more about what we do. And uh, he responded within like three hours. I think he got it. And he goes, okay, let's set up a meeting for uh, whatever. And so it just, you know, just to get a meeting off of that when you're just really silly. And I look like an, I mean, I look like an idiot. I mean, I have like a purple vest, the hat, I look like a, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but I think, you know, it was just, you just being, you're just being real. You're just, again, it's just about being different and, um, you know, being funny at the same time. And, um, there, there's no way to, 
could I have wrote, could I have put that down in an email? Yes. Like, could I have said, Hey, like I'm dressed up like Aladdin, but like to visually see me in my stupid costume, I feel like, um, was a way better way. And, it, and I got rewarded with a meeting. So, um, those are a couple of fun stories <laughs> that, awesome. that I had. Video, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we oh need- man, I have it. I can, I can send it to you. I, I have it in my, um, I have it in my file. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a funny one. That's a funny one. I want to ask, um, you know, the other side of the spectrum, like, have you ever got a negative response from a video? And what did you do? So we tell people not to do that. Um, negative in terms of when you say negative, what do you mean? Like, just like, why are you spamming me or anything like that? Unsubscribe, like anything that was just kind of like, not what you were going. Oh, see, I think they're all, I actually think they're all positives. Honestly, even if somebody tells me like, um, you know, stop sending me these videos or whatever, I I still think I'm on top of like their head because I'm different. Like it's a video. So in terms of negative responses, the only thing I I have, I have gotten is, um, you know, they told me they're like, yeah, I'm not really sure about those videos. Like they met with me in person though. That's the thing. I had a meeting with them. So like, they don't like the videos yet. They met with me. So whatever you want to say, I don't, maybe that wasn't the number one reason why you met with me, but yet we were in person. And I remember him saying, I was like, oh, because I, I always ask this. Like, I'm like, oh, what do you think of, you know, the videos? And then he was like, eh, honestly, like, I, I'm just not a huge fan of it. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not a, it's just a little bit different for me. And I told him, I, I told him, I was like, oh, totally understand that. I go, I, and I was just honest. Like, I always am. I told him, I was like, I was just trying to do something a little bit different. And we've had some good responses from our customers about it. And then I talk about the landing page and, and sharing information, which has been super insightful. So I think you just like anything else, when you're in, when you're in sales, you, you have to respect um, kind of what your customer is saying and um, just share with them, right? Share with them why you're doing it, why you believe it's important. And it's just like the trends piece, right? So I, I just told them, I was like, listen, we've had some positive um, we've had some positive, um, experiences with some of our other customers and especially with the landing page, like being able to share information. And sometimes I'll just say, you know, forget about the video, like forget about it. Like just look at the landing page, like just to be able to go to one link to help make your experience a little bit easier. Like you don't have to go through and look for pieces of content that I sent you in like what email, this is just an, a living link that you can always go to. And I can add to this as our conversation progresses. Right. And so I try to make it more about less about like me and like, Oh, video is important to how does this help you? Like how, how can, how can this make your life a little bit easier than what you're used to with, with, um, other sales reps. So that's, if, if you get that response, if, if somebody's saying, Oh, like, I don't know about these videos, you know, make it, make it more about what you've heard and, and then and maybe just adjust to the landing page and then you don't have to send them any videos anymore. I mean, I don't care if I send a thousand. I'm just here to make money. Like I, if, if you don't want me to send money, if you don't want me to send videos <laughs> and you're going to sign sign my order forms, I'll never make a video again. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't, I'm just here to make money. And you know, each, each one of your um, customers is going to be a little bit different. Um, but I would say, yeah, I, I have had, you know, I wouldn't say it's common, but I have had those experiences where maybe they're a little bit like, Hey, like, you know, that's a little bit much for me. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. Cause you know, I was just curious, I've never had like a, a negative response to a video that I've sent. I'm curious if you have Kyle. Um, I, I've gotten kind of similar to what Brad has said of just folks say, you know, oh, or just kind of more like shocked than anything. Um, yeah. And, yeah. For lack of a better word, maybe like, well, I don't, I really know what to do with this. Right. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. And, yeah. You know, and I think that's that. I think that comes back to the fact that not many people are sending videos, right? It's right. still shocking people, literally shocking people. Um, literally shocking new. people. 
And I like the way you kind of pivoted the conversation though, Brad, about like, then let's not make it about the video, right? Let's make it about all that other stuff that I put together on this page for you. Like, if you want, I can even remove the video, um, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just make it about the other content, right? There's so much else out there that you can share. So I, I like how you pivoted yeah. that instead of maybe getting defensive or, you know, something like that, which I think could be a natural response of like, oh, why didn't you like the video, you know? or like just move on it's fine you got the conversation and just go on with the process yeah i mean it's just like it's like it's just objection handling it's at the end of the day that's yeah, like what it is it's exactly. like what we do every single day right. and i think that i will say like i mean that i know we've talked about video but frankly again how i and i've looked at a lot of video platforms like that landing page is is really different like that's i haven't seen anybody else do something like that where you can truly customize it and make it so like user friendly and update pieces of collateral like that, that part to me is almost, I, I don't, I don't even know what percentage I would give it, but it's very important overall to the whole experience. Like it's not just a video, like it is a video that's important, but it's also what's included in that landing page and the experience that the, the person on the other end gets. Right. I think that's like super critical because if you don't have like that landing page where it's customized and it looks good and it gives them relative information, then it's a video. It's good, but it's not to me, it's not as good. So that's kind of what to me when I think about separate, like when I think about one mob, that's what differentiates from um, some of those other tools out there. Yeah. Plus no big, you know, attachments like 20 men. Yeah, exactly. Or anything, totally. you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing too. Then like, you can tell them like, you know, do you want to have like all these different files that you have to look for and like taking up all your storage on outlook and then you'll have to call it like, you know, which you are <laughs> in it uh, to get more storage. Um, yeah. So it's just like, make it about that, make it about that and the experience. So. Cool. So let's uh, let's start to wrap this up. We have some, we have a couple rapid fire questions for you. These are more kind of along the fun and uh, helpful uh, lines here. So um, one tip that you would give someone that is just starting in their career, uh, what would you give that person as some advice? Around video or just a tip in general? In general, in, in like a career path, like someone's getting into maybe the tech industry and they're, they're right out of college. Yeah. Like what's something that you would have liked to know yeah. now? And it doesn't sure. have to be around video uh, at all. Yeah, no, I, I, a couple things. I'd say, um, um, I, I'd say practice breeds confidence. Um, so whatever you're doing, I think the more that, and no, I know, I, I know the more that you practice at something, um, the better you will get and the more confident you will come across, which I would argue in, in sales is one of the most important aspects. It's not so much what you're saying, but it's how you're saying it. It's your tone and your confidence level. And then um, come up with a structure. That's it. Structure. Like be consistent in your approach every single day and really try to drive that because to me that's where i found success is if i can if i can be really responsible and hold myself accountable to my day-to-day -day. so like for example when i say i'm going to make 30 calls before 9 a.m hold yourself accountable put calendar invites there create tasks like that's the type of stuff that really um has helped me be successful and that i really hold myself by and i also would argue that will make you feel more fulfilled at the end of each day that you actually went out and did something, even if you didn't get the results um, that you wanted that day, you still put in the effort. And so um, 
that's, that would be my two pieces. Yeah. And I love that answer. It, it took me a long time to figure out how to properly like use my schedule and schedule my time properly to be more productive. So great yeah, answer. Absolutely. I think time is our most valuable asset, right? Like if we could call a million people in a day. We would. Yeah. <laughs> and give us the best. Time management. You know? Yep. Yeah. It would give us an amazing chance to close more deals, but we can't do that. So if you not only what Rob said, manage your time, but then I think set those markers for yourself and keep yourself accountable to use that time wisely. At the end of the day, it's a numbers game. And if you put in the numbers and you constantly kind of tweak those and find ways to be more efficient, but like you have to make those calls or send those emails or whatever it is. Like there's very few people I've seen succeed in sales that just kind of shoot from the hip. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, like this hour, for example, like I chose to do this podcast and so my productivity is, is diving right now because I'm on this point. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't have your manager call us, Brett. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. going to get a call the morning. Why are you killing, uh, you know, Brett? Like, why are you on this podcast? Shouldn't well, you be sending your uh, afternoon emails? But no, what's funny is I was strategic in this. I was strategic because I, Friday afternoons are slower and That's a little bit true. slower sometimes. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate <laughs> Just kidding. Diamond. No, I know. Uh, hope, hopefully kidding. you'll generate a couple of leads from it. Uh, okay. There you last go. question for you then. This is not necessarily business related, but I, I think it's a fun question. Um, if you could have any superpower, it doesn't have to be an existing one or like a Marvel superpower or anything like that. Like if you could just have some super ability, what would you choose? Wow. You know, I thought about this. I thought about this um, before. And like this, I feel like this question, it's such like a question that people ask each other. It's like a random, like, what would you like superpower? I don't know what it is, but it's a fun question to think about because everybody would love to do something. I'm just, you know, I'm a big flying guy. I want to fly. I really do. I just want to fly. I've, I've had like dreams of flying, like where like, I'm like stepping like the Hulk and like jumping like over mountains and stuff. But like, I just want to like, I want to just be able to fly. I know it seems super simple. It's, it's, it just seems super simple. I mean, I thought about, oh, if I want to read people's minds or whatever, but I think I just, I think, I think just being able to fly would be super cool. Um, then you could dunk, which I've never been able to do. It's like all these little things. Um, you could, you honestly, I know that there are, there's other better superpowers out there, but I've just always like wanted to fly. I feel like flying would have been a very cool one. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my, uh, one, my child side and what I've, what I've always said about. I like that. Pure joy, pure joy, pure joy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Awesome, Brett. This has been a really great conversation. Um, you know, really, again, thank you for coming on. Um, uh, Rob, any last comments before we wrap up here or Brett even? No, just thanks to uh, Brett for, for joining us today. Uh, we knew you would uh, be the perfect guest for this podcast and you delivered. So we appreciate it. We'll <laughs> let you get back to work and sending more videos and closing more deals. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for uh, having me on. Have a good one. All right, Brett. Thanks. Thanks.